And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast where my man, Josh Thompson. Look at that Josh shirt. Josh Thompson? Look at that. Who the fuck is Josh Thompson? Thompson. Is like Josh Thompson. <laughs> no, look at that jaw. Look at that jaw. Not that one. The one in the oh, shirt. Oh, yeah. That's Josh Thompson, man. He... <laughs> look at that. Look at that. That's a good look. I got my, mine's got it's like my, my jaw's all big and my brains is all small. So great. It's real. It's reality. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a we had a fan send me over uh, the artwork, and then I had it put onto a uh, onto a t shirt. Thought it was great. Looking good. Thought it was great. Looking Thought good. it was great. I did not give you. So one, how you feel? Give you one of these? Yes, you yeah, did. I have one I'm of those. Waiting shirts. for you to wear it. I've worn it. Have you? I have. I've worn it on this, our show. Hold on one second. I love that thing. Uh-oh, now comes oh, the trouble. This one right here, though, is hands down my favorite T-shirt. Oh, you're going to go with your old man? It's <laughs> <laughs> hands down the best. That's from you from Rogan right uh, there. That's a- yeah, well, you've, you've altered no, it just no, a little that bit. that was before you started dying your grades. Still, I still don't That's look that old. before you started dying your grades. See, this is... Oh, dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I just used this patch over this here. This was great. I mean, you you added a you left a little bit just so the reality was it kept a little bit of the reality of it all. But yeah, I love okay. it because, I mean, this is what you look like without makeup. See, <laughs> this is, people don't realize like there's no makeup, so this is what you look like. That's without, awesome. Yeah, you know, that's probably it. Yeah, it is. It's cool. Damn, I don't even think my dad looks that old. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well look we got a lot to Jeez. talk about we got a big yes, time fight do. this weekend and uh we're gonna break down this uh this main event card and uh the main event cards the main the main card i should say and uh pick a couple fights from the prelims that we're interested in and uh we'll go ahead and break down some big fight announcements coming up for early january february and march Big deals, man. Big deals coming up. Yeah. Big things coming up. And uh, Chael Sonnen, if you guys haven't seen our interview with Chael Sonnen, it is up on the on our YouTube channel right now. Check it they out. They did an exceptional job getting it up right away. Yeah, and Chael, look, Chael had nice some, some good things to say. We Look, there was a couple jabs taken at us, you know, because we did the interview with them. And, you know, and Errol didn't seem like he was happy about it. It is what it is. Look, Ariel, I'm going to be very, very straight up with you. I like you, man. And I'm not taking jabs at you. We've had our beef back and forth, back and forth. No one's making, no, and I, I, I saw like, oh, I watched 30 seconds of it. No, don't lie. Your guys watched most of it. You watched it too. Let's just not lie about it. Let's just be real. Okay. Look, I watch your show occasionally here and there. I'm not going to sit up here and say, I never watch you. I do watch you. I am a fan. I think you do a great job, but you know what? It's been years now of this bickering back and forth. Stop acting like a child. Leave it alone. It's done. Okay. If I see you, I'm going to be respectful to you. I hope you do the same. And I, I admire what you do as a, as a journalist. But I'm, I'm done with the bickering back and forth. I take jabs at you in fun. But apparently, from what I can gather, you don't seem like you can take the jabs all that well. You think it's personal? It's definitely not personal with me. I give two shits. Okay? And I just wanted to get that off my chest. I wanted to say it out loud. Because I, I think you, are, you do a good job. I think you're great for the sport. But I think it, look, I've always directed it like is in a joking way and in, in little, little jabs here and there, but it doesn't seem like you're handling it very well. So I'm going to be very upfront. I'm going to stop it. I'm not going to give any jabs at you anymore. 
if we see each other, I hope nothing but respect for you. That's it. That's all. I'm going to, I'm done with it. Okay. That's it. I just think it's best to do that, to leave it that way and, uh, and move forward. I wish you nothing but the best success, all of the other things. I like you, man. I do. I really do I think you're good for the sport. Leave it at that. Had to be said, man. Okay. It had, to, it had to be said. I had no idea you were going to say yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. Then again, I, I didn't wanna, watch. I want to move on, man. I, I want to move on. I, I don't like the. I don't like. I thought it was a joke, and it's, it just seemed like it's not getting to be a joke anymore for for him. And it's personal, and it's it's. I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's weird he, to me. Okay. Okay. Question: Does it seem like he's being hurt by it? No, but the the, the stuff back and forth it seems like it's there's something there. He doesn't like it. He, the Hilwani thing was. I thought it was a joke too at first, but then it was taken serious and personal. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's to me, it's not personal. I don't, I don't really care. I just, I like to, I thought we were joking back and forth. I, they call me a punk for a reason, John, you know that I like to dish it out and I can take they like it. to push buttons. I can take it though, because I just don't yeah. care. Yes. No, it's the one thing I will say is why I have fun with yeah. you is you can dish it out, but you can take it. Cause I, I yeah. dish a ton back to you. Yeah. That's all we do. So it's, I know, mean, in the room, right. With Kane Velasquez, with D DC of all people, right? Like these guys, Habib, when, you know, as they're grow, it's, it's hard. You, you gotta, you gotta learn to have thick skin around these guys. Cause they're going to let you know you were shit today. You were this, you were that. They're going to tell you all the things. They're going to tell stories about what happened in the gym when you were breaking one day. They're going to tell those stories one day. <laughs> and so you've got to have thick skin and. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't go both ways. And I, maybe I expected it to, but it doesn't. And look, uh, I like it. Not, ev and not everyone looks at things it does, the same. They way. don't. And, and I've got to learn to just leave that alone. And like I said, I think he's great for the sport. I admire what he does. I think he's a good guy. You know, I gotta I got I'm a positive guy. I try to stay positive. You know, I thought we were joking around and apparently it wasn't taken that way. So let's just, like I said, I don't want to have any negative things to say about him anymore. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to mention him anymore. And uh, best of luck to him and everything and if i do see him in person i want to just uh i'll be very respectful as always as always <laughs> and, and if and i've not been respectful to him when i didn't like what he had to say but i've I said it to his face and um yeah i just want to make sure it's clear I, I'm, I'm not one of those guys i'm gonna walk up to you like i'm gonna threaten you to hit you and beat you up that's just not me man we're grown yeah. man like if you can't talk oh, you try about to beat it, me up all the time i know but, just, but then you fell me on me and, and it's I, just wrong you fell on me one day and broke my back <laughs> yeah. almost and fuck. <laughs> It's like a fucking oak tree falling on me. Jesus. Yeah, well, I've had that happen too. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought I broke six ribs when you fell on me, big guy. Woo! Oh, you would know. No. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, look, we've got a big UFC 295 coming up this weekend. Yeah, John. I like this one. John, John, John. I, I still, I, I know it lost its main event. I don't think it got any worse. I mean, it's different, mm -hmm. but it's still... I love you know the, the, they put the main event now is Yuri Prochaska against Alex Pereira. What a what a fucking great mm -hmm. title fight! And it's you take a look at the now it's almost like a pyramid or a triangle because you got Jamal sitting at one side. He was the champion. Mm -hmm. He had a he gave it up based upon tearing his Achilles tendon. That sucks. But it was Yuri who had to give it up earlier because of his shoulder injury. And then Alex comes in, has the win against, you know, Adesanya, loses it back to Adesanya, comes in, beats the ex-champion in Blahovich, and now he's sitting in a position where he could be a two-division champion in the UFC if he gets a win in this one. I love this fight. I think, first off, Yuri Prochaska is 
a unique individual. He's you talk we talk about awkward, uh-huh. super awkward in the cage, which makes him dangerous. He does strange things at strange times, but he's got a guy that can put him out with one shot possibly in Alex. I've never seen anyone do it to Yuri that way. I've seen people beat him, but man, I'll tell you what, he is a stud of a fighter. I look at Yuri. Yuri, he possesses all the weapons of the wrestling. It's not great wrestling, okay? Um, but he does. But it's different wrestling. It is different wrestling. It's not your standard. Oh, he goes a double leg, goes to a single leg. You know, runs the pipe. He doesn't do those things. He does things in a different way. Well, here's the the advantage that Yuri has. Yuri has the advantage of I can shoot a shitty shot. I can do. I can try to do a hip toss. I can try to do a foot sweep. I can try to do all these things because if I end up on the ground, I'm better. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that Alex can't like defend submissions. Alex can't fight his way out of some. Out of Alex has gotten get better back on up the to his feet. He's also got a little insider trading going on with uh, Glover being his coach. And that Glover has fought Yuri. There's a lot of yep. knowledge that and Glover is one of the best minds in the sport. People don't give him enough credit that way. Glover is absolutely amazing in terms of what he can do. Someone who fought at the highest level, became world champion after being 40 years old. Let's be real. The guy knows what he's talking about and knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And he, can, and he knows how to transfer the information that he's gathered in fighting Yuri and give it to somebody who he is hands-on working with. And I think Alex, that will definitely give him more confidence. I look at Alex definitely having the better stand-up. But the thing is, when you're fighting someone who has stand-up that's good, it's not great. Yuri's stand-up is good, but it's not great. But it's very unorthodox. He's not yes. fighting a Israel Asanya who stands in front of you, uses typical footwork and, and sticks and moves. And he's not fighting that guy. He's not. That, well, he's, and it's not that smooth no. movement where, you know, Izzy's smooth when he moves in and out and everything is fluid. And you know, Yuri is very much like Keith Jardine. He gives the Perfect jerks jerky. and he takes awkward steps. He takes steps that you look and, and does a spinning back fist off of what normally we're going to say, don't do it that way. But he does it and he does it well. He's just got a different style, which may. What's difficult is fighting the guys who are different because you can't find people in the gym to mimic what they do. What they do is so so weird to most people that most people can't even pull it off in trying to, you know, emulate it in a sparring match for you. It's not an easy thing going against someone like Yuri. Yeah, everyone who's faced Lyoto Machida or they faced Steven Thompson, they faced MVP, oh. those guys, even though that's a karate style, taekwondo style fighter, they're difficult to deal with, especially once they've learned a little bit of that takedown defense. Yuri has that herky jerky Keith Jardine style, which a lot of people said it was hard to deal with as well when they were fighting him back in the day. It was yeah. hard because you didn't know where the punches were coming from. Was he fainting or was he really going to throw? You just didn't know. And um, the head bob, the hands moving. And I got to be honest, all the years of fighting, the guys that did this, it drove me crazy. I'm like, just yeah. hold your hands still. Just yeah. hold them still. It, <laughs> it, it was like, I don't know if it yeah. was uh, uh, just, it was something to do with like my obsessive compulsive, just like, just it's do this. A, you're looking just at someone that it's, it's almost a spastic movement yeah. and it starts to irritate you. Yeah. It's crazy because it it's like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? But John, if you're looking at this fight, how does how does how does Yuri get it done, and how does Alex get it done? I say, if Alex gets it done, he gets it done. He gets it done early, and he gets it done with knockout. He's got a beautiful left hook. He's got you know, 
it's not quite what we would say is textbook, but the way he throws it, he throws it and he's got power on it, so it works. He's got uh, he's got power in every you know thing that he throws. His kicks are hard. His hands are hard. He throws good elbows. He gets Yuri out of there by, I would say, late second, early third mm-hmm. round, and that's his way of winning the fight. I don't see him taking the fight in a decision going long. Yuri, I look at, you know, differently. I said in the beginning, you know, take your time, look for the takedowns, look to put him in bad positions, wear him down, and anytime you're on the ground, I would say I think that you're in a good position to keep yourself safe and possibly win the fight if you're in the top position. Even from the bottom, he's got some good submissions, so it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. And the longer the fight goes on, the more I think it goes towards mm-hmm. Yuri. I don't know. You got me thinking about a lot of things right now with the way you you approach this fight because I kind of had a, a, I wouldn't say a little bit the opposite way, only based on that Yuri. Let me go first start with Alex. Alex has been very go. active in the last two years. Yeah. Yuri True. has been um, healing up. He hasn't been active. Mm-hmm. And in his fight, his uh, fight with Glover, he looked tired in that fourth and fifth round. He fights at a style almost like a Michelle Pajera. Pajera, however you say his last name. He yeah. almost fights yeah. like him. It's a very spastic. It's all over the place. Sure, he was able to get through and win the fight. But it was that moment of like in the fourth and fifth, they both looked exhausted. Whereas Alex has been training for five round fights the last two years. He's going to be ready to go a hard five. Whereas Yuri, not so much. So when you said, hey, Yuri, Alex going to have to get him out of there early. I don't know about that. Him coming back, getting himself in shape in that fourth and fifth, he is very hittable. That's the other thing. Yuri is completely hittable. And Alex is, hittable. is Alex is very Alex is very hittable also, by the way. <laughs> but, but the one the one thing the one thing I want to bring up is, you know, I've watched Yuri since early in his career. I watched him throughout his all his fights in Japan, everything. He never got tired. Mm. He did get tired. You're right. He got tired against Glover. In that fourth and fifth round. But even in that fifth round, he finished the fight. And you know, like anybody, you can have those nights, even though you're in shape, that it's just, it's just not there for you, you know? And, and that's the only thing I can say is because every time I've ever watched him fight, he's in phenomenal condition. He can go. And so I'm going to, I'm going to put that off. And I did think about it. I'm going to say, I think that was just one of those nights where, you know, Hey, he struggled. But it was an awkward fight, and it was it w- it had a lot of mistakes by both guys. There was a lot of energy spent that shouldn't have been spent at times, and everything. So I'm just putting that one to the side, saying, yeah, he did look tired in it, but I think it was, you know, that it was the outlier. I don't think that. But what about coming back from this long see. injury? You know, that, but sometimes that. that, but sometimes coming back, all that rest and everything, you're better. It's true. You're a better fighter because when you when you're older, and I hate to say this because you know there's a lot older fighters I like, but when you're getting up into that upper 30s and you coming off of an injury, it never seems that you come back better. Mm-hmm. You always seem to come back. You you lost just a little yeah. something being off all that time, and what you did getting back into the gym and having a camp kind of got you back up close to what you were mm-hmm. but you're still not quite there and yuri's still you know he's got a lot of fights but he's still fairly young he's right in the prime of his career 
And I would say that uh, I think he's going to come back strong. I really do. I can't. He's just a crazy, crazy, you know, workaholic when it comes to his condition. I mean, I can kind of relate to that. I tore my uh, my shoulder out right before I fought Gilbert the first time, and I knew that I was fighting for the title coming back. And it really was almost like motivation to train even harder to push yourself. Yeah. You knew you were at the peak. Yeah, I didn't during that time of recovery. I didn't go out and party. I didn't go out and wasn't drinking at all. I wasn't, I wasn't doing, I was eating still clean when I was recovering from my shoulder. Had I not been right at the top, I probably would have been out celebrating here and there. And I don't know what I would have been celebrating because you weren't <laughs> celebrating me. Well, you know what I mean? Like fighters, yeah. when they, when there's you're yeah. not feeling that next step, you're not feeling like, okay, I'm one step away from being the champ. Then you're, you have a tendency to, to let yourself get distracted. Yeah. Slack yeah. off, get distracted him being the champ vacating the title and then knowing that like look all i gotta do is win this fight i'm in the title shot right now when my fight i get my title back that does that does it does you do hit a chord with that when you're talking about his motivation to get back on track so i could see that um i think i think that yuri's just got to utilize a little bit of the wrestling keep the funk there um i, I can also see a lot of spinning attacks and the reason why I say that against a traditional style kickboxer, the spinning attacks out of the wrestling or out of the exchanges, they just throw those those type of traditional style kickboxers off. Someone like an Izzy, somebody like an Alex, a traditional style kickboxer, they're just not used to the spinning attacks off of the movement or off of the breaks. And I believe it was Yuri. Yuri caught uh, Dominic Reyes, right? Reyes. Off of, the, off of yeah. the, the spinning attack, off of the exchange. Very yeah. similar. So Off I could see, I could see almost. Yuri winning something like that along those ways. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's look. You never know. What I do. I I look at it. The longer the fight goes on, I've seen Alex slow down. Now he won the he won the Adesanya fight in the fifth round, though. So obviously, he can go. And I honestly, I do think that the one eighty five was was too much of a cut for him. I think he's better. At the 205, I think that's a better way for him. And is is it possible for you to pull up uh, where his Blahovich fight? Because I think it was in Utah, which is at elevation. Up. Yep, Delta Center. Delta. Boom. <clears throat> yep. Screw that. So it was at <laughs> it was at elevation at elevation. So I can understand him getting a little bit, you know tired and stuff but i've seen it throughout his career for the most part i do think the 205 is better for him he might not get tired at all in this mm -hmm. but just the way i look at it i you know early in the in the fight i, I gotta look towards alex yeah as the fight goes on i look more towards yuri you know i like this main event but i gotta be honest i like the co-main more <laughs> why do you like the co-main more i'm high on tom aspinall man uh, you're not high on Sergey. I huh? like Sergey a lot. I've, I've, he's I'm high on Sergey. He's trained at AK. I'm not. I'm, look, yeah. I have nothing against Sergey. I actually really do like him. We had Cain Velasquez on. If you guys haven't seen that interview, check back in. Um, he was just on what two, three weeks ago. Check that interview out. He says a lot of a very positive things and uh, about Sergey Pavlovich, who he's trained at AK for a couple years. And, but I'm high on Tom Aspinall. I think. But I'm looking. I'm looking at the new generation of heavyweights. You look at guys like from Bellator. You've got Ryan Bader. You've got Moldovsky, the smaller, more agile, more athletic. That's that style of heavyweight that I'm looking at. I know that Cyril Gaon's not a small heavyweight, 
but the mobility. Neither is Tom Aspinall. Yeah, he's not that small, but like they're they're he's six foot five. Yeah, they're mobile, John. They're mobile. They can <laughs> he's move. mobile, but he's a big dude. These guys, they're not <laughs> stiff. They don't look like I don't know. They just don't. They have the movement on the feet that just makes them look like they're a lot smaller than they really are. They're a little bit a little bit better athletes. Dave, Dave, take a look and see if you can find how much Tom Aspinall weighed in against uh, Tiberia. Because that was his last fight. See what it, see what his weight was. He doesn't look like a big guy though, John. He's but is he's he six five? He's yeah, he's Good six gosh. foot five. Usually this is the last weight recorded based on yeah. the last fight. So okay, right. that's not bad. Two fifty eight. What's what's Sergey? Sergey's cutting weight. I have it here. Sergey's going to come in at two sixty five. Yeah, I have it yeah. here as well. It's two fifty eight. So yeah, it was two fifty eight. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, he's a big, yeah, he is a big guy, you know, but I look at. He's big. I, Both of them are big. His mobility, <coughs> his mobility, his uh, speed on the feet, <coughs> his athleticism off of his back, his grappling. He's going to have a hard time getting Pavlovich down, though. Yeah. But if he can't get him down, holding him down on top, he might have, he might have a good chance of getting there and chasing the submission. But he does not want to be underneath Pavlovich at all. No. I don't. I don't know if he wants to be in the stand-up along with Pavlovich. Let's be honest. Pavlovich has got he's got that Francis Ngannou power. He hits people, and you so you see them go, "Uh oh!" You know, he puts people to sleep fast. That's he's, a lot. You just, he's you just use Francis pop. as a as a marker, buddy. That's a hey, lot. That is a lot. But he's right there. This guy hits with the same ferocity mm. of a Francis Ngannou. Man, you know, when you're a heavyweight. You don't have to hit as hard as either one of them, and you can put people out. That's true. But when you when you hit as hard as they do, even the shots that don't land flush, you put people out, and that's what he has. <laughs> yeah, I, I was never blessed with any power, so I don't know how to speak on that. <laughs> Maybe John, you you continue to give more emphasis on what it is or more knowledge on it. I, I don't know. I never had any power. <laughs> uh, Jessica Andrade versus Mackenzie Dern. I like this fight too. This is a good fight. But I honestly believe that Jessica is not the same fighter. I agree. She's not the same fight. Not the same fighter she was. And Mackenzie is still, you know, look, she's young as far as the fight game. She's still learning in the fight game. And she's she's really made great strides in her stand-up. You know, and a lot of times, you know, people are going to go back and look at certain fights that, you know, she had and, you know, she had some uh, marriage problems, and you, you have those personal problems. They affect you when you fight. You know, it's you, it's it's nice to say, oh, you just put it behind you, and you know, you know, go out and fight. Well, that's not the easiest thing to do because your mind's always going back to you know the problem that you have. Right now, Mackenzie Dern's in a position to get a a big win, and I think this is a person that she can get it against. <clears throat> Even though I really like Jessica, it's just I don't see her fighting the same way. I like Jessica Andrade also. Um, I think ever since the Whaley Zhang fight, she's kind of trying to figure out where she wants to be. 115, 125. She doesn't know what she yeah. wants to do. And it's bouncing up and down. It's like fighters that good. change gyms. If they're changing gyms, they're never really learning. They're they're kind of focusing on, why well, wasn't getting this there? I wasn't getting this there. They're kind of putting the blame on something else other than just saying, hey, I got to sit down with my coaches and figure this out. I went through that as well. I was thinking about leaving AK for a while, <clears throat> hit a, visited a couple other gyms, just didn't fit my mold. And at the end of the day, I sat down with Javier and the, you know, and, the, and my close, close people that I was with there at the gym. And it was like, 
we got to figure it out. And it was, and it made, it made a big difference in my career after that. Um, I feel like with Jessica, she's bounced from weight class to weight class. It's like that uncertainty of where do I belong? Uh, Mackenzie Dern right now. The only concern I have with Mackenzie Dern is that a lot of her training was done at the Ruka training center. Pat Tenori just left Ruka. He's no longer with them. It's the end of an era there. Um, Pat was the owner of Ruka or used to own Ruka. And then he's no longer there at that facility. I, I don't know if the training is still the same. Is she still training there with uh, Perillo? Are they still there doing their camp? Are they, they know the facility is still open, but I don't know a lot of people that are there anymore. <clears throat> so I wonder, is she stable with her training? And um, will, or is she still with Perillo? All of those things go through my mind when I'm looking at this fight. Mackenzie turn, Mackenzie Dern has a lot to offer the sport in terms of her striking's gotten a lot better under Perillo. Her grappling, obviously, is probably the best in the game. And uh, Jessica is not the fighter she used to be. So it should be for a fun fight. should be a really fun fight. <clears throat> look, Take a look at Jessica's last... Pull up Jessica's record. Take a look at her last fight. Yeah. Her last couple, right? Did she win well, one in there? Just... Yeah, her last three. Okay. Three, right? And when you're looking at them, two of those were what? Submissions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm looking. I like Tatiana Suarez. She's phenomenal on the ground. Her boyfriend Patchy Mix, one of the best grapplers probably in the in the world <clears throat> right now. But if you're gonna, if I'm gonna compare Tatiana and Mackenzie Dern in just strictly grappling, Tatiana's a better wrestler. Yep. And Mackenzie's a much better submission. Exactly. Player. You hit the nail on the head. Perfect. So now I guess the question is, can Mackenzie Dern get her to the ground to get Jessica Andros to the ground? You can't. Yeah. But that's what's been the complaint about jiu-jitsu since it started. It's the truth. If you can't get the fight to the ground, how the hell do you expect to submit him? And so that's yep. where that's where we're at with Mackenzie Dern. We'll see. Yep. Should be a good fight. Next fight. Our next one, Matt Frivola against the guy that, man, he's he's on a roll. Benoit Saint-Denis from France. I'll tell you what, this is uh, the thing that really is – Unusual to me is Saint Denis was fighting at welterweight. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this is at lightweight. I don't know why. Maybe it just felt like. Look, John, I can maybe kind of answer this for you. Some fighters, no. as they get to the higher level, they realize that they're pushing themselves a little bit more. They realize that they're training a little bit more frequently. They realize they're taking their training more seriously. And all of a sudden, the weight just doesn't stay on. It's like okay, now I'm walking around 174. Well, let me see if I've I can never make had 55. That I know we can tell. You haven't been 174 <laughs> since like probably three or four years old. Jesus. That was third grade. <clears throat> third grade. <laughs> so, I mean, got to be honest. There was moments where I had thought about dropping to 45. I even made 143 to fight Kid Yamamoto in Hawaii. Yeah. So, the, it was available for me to get there. I just knew that I didn't want to make that sing- I didn't want to make that cut every single time. And I didn't want to have to watch my, my calorie intake th- in between fights. Maybe he got into camp. She's realizing that I'm here more often. I'm training harder more often. I'm more. Could be. And the weight's just not staying on. Matt Frivola is a very tough fighter for a first fight down at that weight class. Yeah. Matt's got power in his hands. He's tough. He's a gamer and stuff. But I'll tell you what, St. Denis is really showing me, man. He he is. He's the real deal. Mm-hmm. He's good. And so. We'll see how he does it lightweight. It's going to be a good fight. And, but you know what, though? This Diego Lopes kid, bro, he's fun. He's, he's fun. Oh, he's, but look look who he's facing. This is going to be a great fight. Yep. Lopes against Sabatini. I, I really, from the moment that Lopes went out there and uh, 
he fought that fight and man he gave it everything he had and he was it was his first was fight all over his first fight in the Evalon. ufc who who was it i can't yeah. remember who Evalon. it was against it was Evalon. Evalon. that's right that's yeah. right he was a stud and he was all over yep he just you know kind of ran out a little bit of gas and stuff because he didn't have a full camp or anything but he proved how good he was and in his last fight he was fantastic i mean the guy can fight mm -hmm. and then so can pat sabatini sabatini is going to be the better wrestler mm -hmm. um i don't know who's going to win that pat's fight. got good control on the ground he's a good wrestler he's got uh he's got great cardio he tends to make mm -hmm. mistakes though and lopes seems to go ahead and capitalize on some mistakes against lopes him. likes to he, lopes will go after submissions yes. from all different positions yep yep so i mean this is this is gonna be a fun fight Sabatini is Sabatini trains with uh, Paul Felder, right? Are you used to train with Paul Felder? Paul Felder, Sean Brady. Yep. They they have a ones. great camp out there, man. That, that whole yeah. camp, those kids from Philly. Yeah. Man, they're dogs. And I don't know yeah. what it is about them, but they all they're all built the same with the fucking rounded back and the shoulders and the traps. And you got <laughs> big, Eddie Alvarez, Sean Brady. Yeah. Big old lats. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, of Not only did I never have any power, I never had any muscles either that look like that. It was so depressing. John, okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you're lying now because you used to have that Mr. Body Beautiful. I, yeah, it was yeah, but I didn't have big. It's, it's, I'm, I'm I'm being honest. It's gone now. Wow. It's completely gone. Wow. I've got a couple abs. They still poke through here and there. They still poke through. It's it's I got abs. It's it's crazy, man. When the it's so funny. I'll be walking around the pool and with my shirt off, my wife, my 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 daughter goes, "Papa, you're fat." <laughs> oh, oh my god! <sighs> did she? she goes, Let me see that fat belly. Boop, boop, boop. Oh. <laughs> so, oh man, she'll damn she'll yeah. walk up and yeah. pat it on the belly. She's like, "Look at you, Papa's fat belly." Look at you. Just just figure it out. Jeez. You're done. <laughs> John, is there any other fights Great. on these prelims you want to talk about? Because we have a lot of good fight announcements to talk about as well. But go ahead. Is there any fights on here? Number yeah, four. I like the Jared, Jared Gordon, exactly, versus Marco Madsen. Oh, Madsen is an Olympic wrestler. Fantastic. Gordon's a he's a gamer. Mm -hmm. He's tough as hell. That's actually going to be a, a balls-out fight. I think that you know Gordon's going to – obviously, O'Matson's going to be working to take him down, and Gordon's going to be looking to – put his lights out while he's doing that but also if you're going to look at the fight above that nazim sadikov he's good yeah, he is he is tough and he's going against boris jeff who's with the uh, team alpha male man both these guys fighting well and it's a it's a it's a great matchup i love this card the whole card has got some great fights on i'm it. really looking forward to the gordon fight and the omatson fight omatson obviously going to try to utilize the wrestling try to control position yeah. and slow gordon down coming off his coming off his first loss yep that's true it is the confidence the same way is that's the question yeah, the, we continuously say that fighting is all about confidence and you've seen i've seen fighters throughout their years Win, 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 and they feel like they're unbeatable. And then as soon as they take the one loss, it's that jagged return, if they ever get back, of yeah. take one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and then they never get back to being a title or a champion. But it's it's that confidence. you got to build that up slowly, and uh, that's what happens when you're young and you're a stud. But uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this card. I really am. It's going to be a great card, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, let's a good one. Let's go ahead and uh, before we get started, let's go to Wayne in. Let's go to OnlyFans, <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Josh, get it out, buddy. OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Um, we've been working with them for about a year now. It's been a great relationship and a great partnership with them. 
Uh, we've noticed that we've got a couple fighters that are on there. So if you guys are looking to kind of link up with some more fighters, get a little bit more behind the scenes uh, with them, go ahead and check them out. They're available on there on their platform. You've got guys like AJ McKee. You've got guys like Luke Rockhold. You've got Chris Cyborg. You've got Brent Primus. You know, um, they're putting up some of their content. You even got uh, Paige Van Zandt, and she's obviously with her husband, Austin Vanderford, and they offer some more content on there. There's a lot of fighters and athletes on there. They cover Formula oh, One. There's, there's going to be more. There's going to be more. Because they, they just picked up the PFL, yep. and so the PFL is going to be having some of their fighters doing exactly what we're talking about. We thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I it's, it's one of those things, man. We, John, you and I were... <sighs> Anyways, if we could only if we talk could only about talk about choice. it. Um, but hey, uh, it's a it's a big deal. Uh, they are going to be one of the number one sponsors for the PFL, and uh, good I for them. Just tell that uh, that's a big that's a big cash payout. So good for them. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the PFL. Smart move by the PFL. Yep. I wish other people would have listened. Well, good job. <laughs> good job by good job by uh, the OnlyFans uh, getting connected with them and getting that whole deal done. Great job. But you guys can subscribe to us over there at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Follow us there. There will be a bunch of more of your guys' favorite fighters. Head it over to OnlyFans and uh, check them out. All right, let's go ahead and talk about some fight announcements. We've got some fight announcements to talk. Should be good. Oh, come on. This first one? Mm -hmm. January 20th in Toronto. Our man, the American Sean Strickland, as he calls himself. I'm an American. I'm an American man going against... The man from South, South Africa, Africa Driscus Duplessis. This is a great matchup. I, I love this fight. I think it's going to be very entertaining. Both guys have their their styles. You know, Duplessis is just physically strong. You know, but I'm going to be honest. I think Sean Strickland, if you're going to go ground game, Sean Strickland's ground game is better. He doesn't get credit for it because he doesn't use it. But he had, he was a good submission guy for a while. He's got a good ground mm -hmm. game. His wrestling and his wrestling defense is damn good. And his stand up is you know we all know what his stand up is. So this is not going to be an uh, easy fight for anyone. It'll be a tough fight for Sean, and it's going to be a tough fight for Mister Duplessis. If Sean beats Duplessis in the way that he beat Izzy, and just. Yep. Where do you put him in that in that top tier of 185 pounders? No, stop! Don't even go there yet. I hate that. John, I hate that. John, let me enjoy no, this on, moment. Please, let me enjoy this moment. <laughs> this guy this is moment. single handedly. He is single handedly saving Bud Light. Okay, he is going to yeah. actually save the 185 <laughs> pound division. That's just, what just this ask, man is doing. Just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is America, baby. America hey, first. America. This is no. I'm just giving uh -huh. it a hard time. I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I was kind of leaning a little bit more towards uh, Driscus, only based on the power. But see, and I don't. I, I lean towards Sean. And, and then, as I was thinking about it, as you were talking, because you know, John, you know me, I like to change my mind every time I hear someone talk about things. <laughs> is you can convince me with a good conversation. Talk about those. Well, you can convince me that someone can win by just saying it with with inspiration conviction, <laughs> you, got, you say it with conviction it, and i will believe it. that you can win that fight i swear yeah. um but i i can't forget how good sean strickland looked against izzy i can't forget it and yeah. i look at driscus he leaves himself open quite a bit 
He's a little bit more of a loopy puncher. But he's tough. But that being said, what the number one thing that people talk about when it comes to uh, Driscus Duplessis is his size. His physical physical size and his strength seems to be a lot for these 185-pounders. He is a big person for that weight class. I agree. And so I'm gonna s i am going I wanna know how Sean plans to handle that. Because when I talked to Johnny Eblin about Sean, about Strickland, he's like, look, he doesn't settle on the bottom. He's very unorthodox to take down because you're getting hit and you're getting touched with these little tiny things. The jab, this, that. We had Johnny Eblin on the show. You guys can check that interview out also on our channel. We just had him on about what, two, three weeks ago? A month ago. Yeah, about a month ago. Check that out. Great uh, insight on how Sean Strickland fights. And they train together. We just had Eric Nixick on a couple days ago. They just dropped, what, yesterday or two days ago? That was on. Check that interview out. He talks about how good Johnny Eblen was for Sean Strickland. And, Sh- and, and Johnny talks about how great Sean was for him. Because they worked each other out in terms of I brought the wrestling and the style and the mix-up of the stand-up with the wrestling. And Sean really made me think on how to defend this, how to do this. Because of his style, of that peekaboo style, that touch, 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 whatever it was. He just had it down pat to where it was very difficult to deal with. Guys like Sean Strickland, guys like MVP, guys like Leota Machida, they're hard to find sparring partners for, like you said earlier. And Drisk is going to have a hard time. Especially in those first couple rounds, figuring them out. Is the jab just touching me? Uh, when's the right hand coming? Am I, am, am I trying to take him down? Am I not? He looks so relaxed out there. How does somebody like Driscoll handle all that, John? How is he going to make the adjustments? It's going to be tough because I, I can guarantee you, Sean and Eric Nixick will be bringing Johnny Eblen oh, yeah. to Las Vegas to be one of his sparring partners because he actually matches up and does things in a fashion that he can absolutely emulate what Duplessis does but if you're looking at Duplessis what does he have to do in this he has to do something about the pressure yeah he has to make it to where Sean is not in control of where the engagements occur he's got to make it to where Sean is in control of some of it and he's in control of the other half it's not one-sided and that's the one thing you really saw when he fought uh, Israel he controlled all of it. He was the one dictating when it was going to happen. So Duplessis has got to, you know, you, you got to look and say, Sean likes to be the counterfighter. But if you're doing the right things, you can make that counterfighter have problems in landing their shots. But you got to do the right things. And we'll see if he can do that. But uh, he's going to try to take Sean down. But I'm telling you right now, Sean is not easy to take down. And he is not easy to keep down. So he's going to have to work, and he's going to have to be in great shape that night to go five rounds with strength. That's one of the things that Johnny Eblen said. He's like, look, I was able to take him down. He's like, but I wasn't able to hold him down. He's like, as he's hitting the ground, he's already working his way back up. And it's just one of the most frustrating things to deal with because you want to land shots once it once the fight hits the ground. And I but just you wasn't able to. You got to keep your hands clasped. This is where I see. Uh, I'm going to take a little page of the Alex and the Sean Alex uh, Pereira fight versus Sean Strickland. I think if if Driscus gets it done, he gets it done in the first round or the two rounds because as Driscus as we've seen sometimes in the past, he does tend to slow down quite a bit in that third round, second, third round. He's had, he's, he has big time first rounds. Yeah. Usually. First and yeah. second rounds, I'm going to give him. He has an opportunity to use the body size, use his power, all of those things to get Sean out of there. So Sean's got to be very cautious and careful careful on how he approaches those first two rounds. Who did we just talk about the other day? Uh, Dolby. 
on how Dolby fought uh, Bonfim. It was, let me just touch you, touch you, put pressure, touch you, touch you, put pressure. And then as you load up and do things, okay, I'm going to fight a very cautious fight and then go ahead and let it go. I think it was Dolby we talked about. Yeah, it was. And, um, And that's what he did. He understood... That if I just put all this pressure on you, that you're gonna tend to start to slow down, and then I can go ahead and start picking you apart. I thought it was some. Maybe it was some. Was it someone else? No, it was the, with Dolby. We talked about. Look, he, he's gonna have to put up with the first round. Yeah, and he's got to he's got to make it through that. And Bonfim is good in the grappling area, so he can't get caught doing anything stupid. When if he if he hits the ground, protect yourself well. And as the fight goes on, start increasing the pressure. Start increasing yeah. the pace. And make him start to have doubt, and that's what he did. Hey, pull up, pull up the last weekend's fight card. This is really gonna bother me, John, because I think it's somebody else I was talking about that fought a really good fight. Really? Yeah. Who was last yeah. week's fight card? There was a fight on there where well, it, it was the incredible Almeida versus Derek Lewis main event. Mm-hmm. It was a fight. On there. Let me see. Who was it? Let's see. Dolby Bahalo. Bahalo. Now, remember when I said like he lost the first round? He lost the first round like yeah. I normally lost the first round in all my fights. Okay, he lost yeah. the first round, but he understood that Abu Magomedov is somebody who tends to slow down, has power in the first, very accurate with his kicks and his punches. He's like, look, I may lose the first round, but I'm going to keep that pace in the second and third. That's very much how I see this this fight going. He's going to have to keep the pace in his grill against um, Driscus. And if he can do that without getting caught and clipped, then I see the fight starting to take a change by the end of round two and then three, four, five. I'm going to lean towards Sean. Sean's just so relaxed out there. It's going to be hard to, to take it from him, especially in those later rounds. Yeah. Can you guys, can you guys just um, confirm this was the right fight to make, right, over the Hamzat fight? I, I don't know the situation, but you guys agree that, that this is the right fight because there's, there's a lot of debate right now whether DDP should have even gotten it. Do me a favor, Dave. Please pull up uh, Driscus's, uh record right now. His, uh, but I, I have a question. His... You say there's a lot of debate. There's no debate. There's, there should be no debate. I mean, I, I get like Dana said, oh, he's getting the next house shot. Let's go back and revert back to this. Like, this is another time, and I'm not taking a shot at Dana. You can't. You can't no, take you can't, these things serious. You can't take them serious. He's going to put together the, the fight that he looks at as best, but take a look at this, okay? And this is why I say, okay, you got him on and now in the UFC. One, two, three, four, five, six Jeez. fight win streak. And again, some of those names. Look, you can say eh, Brad Tavares is a tough son of a bitch. Darren Till, he dominated Till. Trevor Giles. Trevor Giles is good. He's not a slouch. Trevor Giles is good, but but switched uh, went down in weight. Yeah. And then Whitaker at the end. Bobby Knuckles there. Look, he's fought good competition. And if I look at Chimaev, and I go to the middleweight, he's got. I want to say. Two wins, and, you know. There was a, there was the run between because he beat Mearshart, mm-hmm. and then he got the win against Usman. But Usman was a welterweight coming up, mm-hmm. and Usman was doing well at the end of that fight. Yeah. So uh, you, know, you take a look and you go, yeah, Mearshart was the last one that was a uh, mm-hmm. a, a middleweight. So two wins compared to six wins. I, Duplessis deserves it. Well, here's the other thing, though. Dave, I think you're forgetting that he tore some ligaments in his wrist, so he wasn't going to take the fight. Oh, that's anyways. right. That's he right. Wasn't gonna yeah, get the fight he wasn't going to get the fight. So right. I don't know what the debate is. <laughs> it's like, yeah. the, you have yeah, to remember the UFC is creating interim titles because they don't have guys to fight with belts to main event stuff. So yeah. they're creating these titles because they need to make sure that they're producing 
main event status. And I believe their contract has something to do with ESPN. They'll have a certain amount of title fights every year. So they have to create these sure. things. You have to give me the best that you can on these platforms. Well, yeah. Um, you can't blame ESPN for wanting that. You can't blame the USP for saying, okay, this is how I'm going to give it to you. All right, next fight. Next fight. I already saw a commercial for it. <laughs> it wasn't Did a commercial. A commercial for it? He made the commercial. Taporia, Dude, it was awesome. Taporia made his I own loved commercial. It. He took the rose and he was cutting the stuff off and he put it in a box. I loved it. This is <laughs> he's watching. This is some V for he's, some ven, V for Vendetta shit right V there. for Vendetta, I dude. It. I love it. Come on, it was awesome. I I've always said, you know, for the last you know year, I do believe this is the guy. If anyone in the featherweight is going to beat Volkanovski, this is the guy. And I'm being honest when I sit there and say, and I think more of it now that Volkanovski and I love Volkanovski. But I think he should have taken a longer break from the Makachev fight. I, it should have been a longer break. It's February. It, it's it's adequate, but I just wish it would have been like April. It would have been better off, you know. I think for Volkanovski, but he you know he knows himself and he he needs to be back in there. But this this is a great matchup. It's a fantastic matchup, but I was leaning towards Volk the whole time up until this last fight. And it's yeah, not man, that I don't think problem. that Volk can win. It's just that. No, he can definitely he, win. He's, he's never been slept like that. Yeah. And. You need to recover. Not just recover, but they, we go back to the confidence. You were, yeah. the way that he was performing, none of these guys could touch him with the 10-foot pole. <clears throat> and that being said, that that armor of confidence you had around you is now gone. Yeah. I can't look at his be... last fight. Look at his fight before that against Yair. I mean, just take a look at that and the performance he put on. And that was coming off of the first Makachev fight, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and he is just, he, he's a definite, you know, he's got confidence in himself, but no matter what, when you get, put out like he did against Makachev in that second fight. It's in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the first Makachev no fight, what. all that did was give him more confidence that he, these guys at yeah, 45 because can't of the touch fifth me. Round. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. These guys can't touch me. I've got better cardio. I've got, I've got the skill level to stop your takedowns. Oh, whatever it is I want to do. At 145, you guys can't touch me. <clears throat> yeah. Now with Taporia though, are you going to take, are people going to take something away from him? Because... They're going to say, oh, well, you you beat someone who's coming off of a knockout loss to a bigger guy. Are you not going to give him the credit that he does? They're not you I, specifically. I I'm saying yeah. people, media, yeah. uh, fans. They're not going to give him to. the credit? Uh, <laughs> look at you. If you beat Alexander Volkanovsky, you're beating a goddamn monster. I mean. He is that good. I love the way he fights. I do as well. I do as well. Um. I just get concerned with the confidence, the not just the confidence, but <clears throat> when the confidence goes, John, <clears throat> maybe you've seen this inside your your old gyms when fighters come in. When the confidence goes, <clears throat> they start trying to change what they were instead of like just fixing the one thing oh, they made a mistake in. They start trying to change. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do this instead, or I'm going to do this instead. What you were doing was working. You got caught, yeah. and for him, I hope he doesn't change too much because. You came off the. I don't think he has anything to. Change. He shouldn't. He came off the couch. You came off the couch. You <laughs> fought a weight true. class up, and 
Yep. <clears throat> you know, it just wasn't your night. It just it's it's a shitty situation to be in, but it does play on you mentally, whether you believe it or not. Fighters are that way. We are that petty. We we get in our own way. We get in our own mind and just start fucking thinking things we shouldn't be thinking. You know, we make we make a sport of beating each other up so complicated in our head that it just tears us apart. It's true. True. And so, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to the fight. It's when February. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to. Do they say where it's going to be? No, there's no other no. fight. Yeah. Okay. I mean, good fight. Great fight. I think. I think that fight's in Los Angeles. Okay. Doesn't specify. Good stuff. I heard it was in Los Angeles. <clears throat> where's to, so. Where's Taporia train out of? Spain. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's a that's a long flight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have is. one more title fight before uh, to to go over, and that's okay. in March. So we got giant February, March, all lined up with title fights. Mm -hmm. The third one being Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera getting their second bout against mm -hmm. each other for the bantamweight title this time. And you're going to see Marlon Vera reminding Mr. O'Malley the entire time of what happened the first time. And O'Malley's going to be saying, it was nothing. Didn't Never got hurt. You watch. But Cheeto Vera is going to sit there and just keep on reminding him. You know what happened. I think what you're going to see is <clears throat> a lot better Sean O'Malley. I think you're right. He's not even... I do think you're right. He's not a... A lot more elusive, Sean O'Malley. Yep, he's he's a completely different fighter than that first fight, and I mm -hmm. like Chito Vera a lot, but Chito hasn't changed a whole lot. He's the same fighter. He he's a straight he's a straight straight ahead yep. come at you fighter. He, no doubt he is he is John. But where where the fight's gonna lack is <clears throat> he's gonna put the straightforward fight. He's going to have to land those leg kicks early and often. And he's going to have to start touching them with the hands. He's going to have to get inside that pocket in that range. Sean has learned a lot over these last four fights or three fights, whatever it was, in using utilizing his footwork because he fought guys like Peter Yan. He's fought, you know, <clears throat> Aljamain Sterling. He's had to stay on the outside and just use his reach and his speed and his range, all that stuff. He's had to use that body style of tall, long, and lanky because those guys – are just as good, if not better, than Marlon Vera. So he's he's already had two big fights in the bag where he's had to utilize those that movement and those things that he needed to beat Marlon Vera this fight. Hold, hold on, who who's saying that he doesn't have the skill set to beat Marlon Vera? Uh, no, I don't. I'm think so. just saying. I, I'm just saying that Marlon Vera, you're going to see him continuously trying to yeah. remind Sean O'Malley of, hey, we've already done this once. That's that's mm -hmm. going to be his thing. You know, just to keep putting it in his mind, put doubt. I don't, I don't know if it's going to work against someone like O'Malley. I think O'Malley is pretty strong. He's strong-minded, strong-willed, and he just he he marches to his own drummer. Yeah, my concern, my concern with Marlon is that he tends to let the round slip away, and he's hoping to land True. the one big shot, the one big elbow, yeah. the one big kick. Yeah. Go back to the Rob Font fight. Yeah. You know, exactly. So it wasn't until the end of the, like the last 30 seconds or five seconds or whatever it was where he stole the round. Yeah. Yeah. And so I get concerned with that, with that type of fight because Sean O'Malley has proven he can go five hard rounds, sticking and moving and in your face and touching you and just collecting points. And until you make a mistake where I can put you out like Aljo did, you know, he could, he's got the conditioning, the cardio and the game plan to stay with the game plan. 
when he fought Peter Yan, man, he was very impressive. Very impressive. And Peter Yan's a tricky little son of a gun. You know, oh, yeah. and if he gets in range, he's got better wrestling, Peter Yan does, than Marlon Vera. And boxing-wise, I would give the boxing um, to, to um, Peter Yan as well. It's the kicking that I would give to Marlon Vera. It's the, the griminess of Marlon Vera, the elbows, the knees, and the kicking that I give to Marlon also Vera. Also the ground The game. ground game, for sure. But I'm not giving him the ground game over over uh, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley? I'm saying they're about no, equal. They're about even. They're about equal. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. I'm looking forward to this fight because they've they're, Marlon, I think, is still the same. But the same works last time with the leg kicks and, and chipping away. And Sean O'Malley is not the same, and so I want, I'm interested to see how he makes the adjustment. Well, it's the one, and it, it, it's the big question when you look at Sean O'Malley because if look if you're going to go and you you look at the blueprints that are out there, and a lot of people don't remember the fight, but uh, I, I, I'm going to fuck up his name. It's Andres Sothiukamp, who was see you had that look like what? No. <laughs> pull up, pull up, pull up. Uh, O'Malley's record, if you can, but it is. I think it's Andre Sathiukup who had a fight with O'Malley and hurt O'Malley's legs badly. Mm. Now there it is, right there. Southam, South Hamthath. I can't say it. Sakamtha. Okay, all right. I'll go with you, Dave. Andre Sokamtha. I can't say it. But look, it was. By the end, Sean O'Malley was laying on the ground in the canvas when they announced him as the winner. Oh, okay. I remember that fight. Okay. Yeah. So, look, there is that blueprint because this, the second person I watched do that to O'Malley was Marlon, Marlon Vera. Yeah. And he had to look and say, well, it's exactly what you're talking about. Can he implement taking those legs and making them part of the equation in the fight? If he can... He's got a chance of winning this fight. If he can't, it's going to be tough for him to get in on O'Malley. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to seeing how this all thing, how this thing whole shakes out. But there's some big fight announcements coming up January, February, March. Big time. Oh, yeah, big. But those are awesome. It, this is not for 300, is it? No. Nope. Okay, so so then six is December, ninety seven, ninety eight, and ninety nine. So are they going to do? Are they going to do two three hundred in um? In March, because I heard it was maybe two shows oh. in March, and then maybe early April. Then, okay. Could be March. So then this is two ninety nine. Um, two ninety nine is March. Yep, yep. Got it. Yep. Uh, let me get you guys out here on a on a happy story. Uh, Wonder Boy said that he settled his pay issue. Do you remember when the fight got cancelled yeah. because yep. the opponent missed weight? Yep. Yep. He never got paid, or he never like got paid at the time. But he said he's finally come to a conclusion that he's happy with mm-hmm. uh, since that uh, with with the UFC. So. Wanted to end on a little high here. Wonder Boy got taken care of. It sounds like at least well enough that he's happy. Yeah, I mean, like I think kind of everyone assumed that he was gonna have real. He was gonna be compensated for something. It just wasn't gonna be his full yeah. fight purse at two hundred forty thousand or whatever it was. They just weren't. They weren't gonna do that. <laughs> and and um, yeah, that's his. That's his show. That's his show. Yeah, money. And you're not gonna just get that kind of money for when you actually. You know, you you made the decision. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like you didn't make the decision. You made the decision, so it's a tough one. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Um, I can give you guys a little word of advice, not a word of advice. Um, <clears throat> is during the during the strike force buyout, 
there was the last show that I was supposed to fight on. It was the last show they were going to have. And they called and said like 10 days before the fight's been canceled. And in that time, what they did was they said, they called me up and said, Hey, what is it going to take? You know, it's obviously we want to compensate you for your camp. We understand that you were relying on this money. And I gave them a number and they paid it. That's how that was. That was business with the UFC. Yeah, and so that's, un, that's, that's a it. very, that's, that's very nice and generous of them. Very nice and generous. So that's my relationship. That that was my dealings with them in a similar situation where the fight didn't go through, and uh, I appreciated that. So no, I'm, I'm glad Thompson got paid. Uh, Dave, do we have more time or no? Uh, no, no. Let's we're gonna wrap up right here. Okay. Oh wait, is is is, uh, is he on? Uh, Mike's right there. Okay. But go ahead and go ahead and wrap up this episode. Okay. And then we'll we'll hop into that. Okay. Well, John, well, John, go ahead, buddy. Let's we're gonna wrap up this uh, this talk. We had a great conversation about the UFC uh, pay per view this weekend, and uh, we talked about all the top level fights that are coming January, February, and March. Looking forward to those. And don't forget, you have Bellator next week, November seventeenth, uh, in Chicago. It's gonna be live on Showtime. Make sure you guys check it out. And John, take us away. For everyone out there, I hope you enjoy the UFC this weekend. Two big time fights with the light heavyweight and heavyweight titles on the line interim for the heavyweight but who cares we hope you watch it and we will see you